0: This episode of the Gentleman's Golf Law Podcast is brought to you by Phoenix Shaving.
1: You are listening to the Gentleman's Golf Law Podcast.
0: Listener beware. Rise
2: and shine, the liquor store is open. I ain't got time for moping. I best be
3: on my way. Well, I still got time to save my reputation.
4: Happy Thanksgiving,
0: everyone. Welcome to the Gentleman's Golf Law Podcast, the podcast for the rebel and the renaissance man. Uh, With me, always, in person, is the Don... Donovan Fowler, hello. And then all the way up in the great white north is Johnny Boy. Hi, how you doing? Were you mouthing it because you got so used to that now? Were you doing the thing where you're mouthing? Yeah, the, I was mocking you. Yeah, you, you. I son was of mouth it. mocking you. You jerk. Um, well, uh, well, let's start off with some housekeeping before we go into this very fine Thanksgiving Day episode. Um, what do we got here, Donovan? What are you opening here? Got
4: a very a very angry can Holy of uh crap. A very angry can of Murphy's truck. I just picked them up from Trader Joe's. Really? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of uh there's a lot of Irish angst inside these these cans. <laughs> these Murphy's uh, Murphy's, yeah. Um Those Murphy's imported good. stout. They are great. They are good. I mean, I like it's these. been a while since I've had a Murphy's and I just thought, you know what? I'll shake things up uh, because they were out of simpler times. I, I
0: don't so. know. I don't think I like that saying it's been a while since I've had a Murphy's. It sounds like it's like something that, <laughs> well, you know, like why? an act that's done to you. Well, you know why? <laughs> <laughs> okay.
4: To be fair, I did switch over to Guinness for a while, yeah. which, uh, which was against my grain initially, but I started to get more of a taste for, uh, what is it? Guinness Extra Stout, which is a little bit more bitter and rich. Yeah, I, at first I was like, this tastes terrible, and then I started to actually appreciate it. Um, but yeah, Murphy's—it's just smooth and uh, has that kind of—you know—it's a—it's a distant cousin to chocolate milk in a way. <laughs> so, I didn't know uh, there was a second
2: Guinness. That—that's interesting. Yeah,
4: it's actually comes from—it uh, comes from the oh, the second Guinness. Oh, there's all kinds of Guinness. You know, we only have one. I there's think. many. Well, you you have the you have the the normal Guinness, which isn't actually even Guinness technically because they they changed the recipe it, sometime during the industrial era due to the fact that a lot of these uh, these Irish factory workers were going <laughs> to lunch and getting rather sloshed uh, on their lunch break, so they had to take the they had to take the recipe down to to cut the alcohol content in half, <laughs> but. <laughs> That's uh, actually the real recipe is available in some form. I can't remember. My dad and I once found it in a uh, like a very small like liquor store. And it's it's a little different. But but anyways, there's a bunch. They have Guinness Blonde and then they have Harp, which is sort of never really taken to Harp. But anyways, Murphy's. To Murphy, know, to, to Murphy, to Murphy, um, to Murphy land, to Murphy. Uh, it's, it's by far my go-to, and, uh, I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but it might be because Black Friday's coming Uh-oh. up. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, Trader dear. Joe's the seems Black to be Friday. a Black Friday. Um, Trader Joe's seems to be marking down a lot of its liquor. Really? No, not beer wise, but like, I'll tell you what, I walked by their uh, their whiskey section and their scotch on the way to the beer, and I was like, what? Like, this doesn't make any sense. This is insane. This is insane. Wow. <laughs> uh-huh. That's the nearest, a low price. I grabbed the nearest soccer boy by the lapels and I said, what are you trying to do? Um, <laughs> what no. are you doing here, kid? You're kidding me. I, I got
2: a question, yeah, a Go question ahead, for John. you, you Americans. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Why do they call it Black Friday?
0: What's the meaning? because it's uh it's the day America. where many people die when they get America, trampled on because people, <laughs> people want to get because the most
4: racist country in the world don't you know that John <laughs> I want a real answer no, I don't, I don't I know I don't know I think it's it's probably well, an inside joke with yeah, stores probably. that they like or I don't know in the black isn't that like a term where you're like financially successful oh, maybe that would make sense maybe maybe that w- says what, what are
0: it? you drinking there John
2: I have I have nothing. I don't even have an empty cup. Oh, you jerk! All He's right. making up for yeah. it by wearing
4: <laughs> a uh, Wops Hop shirt, and I there am
0: smoking my country gentleman corn cob pipe, and in it, I've got um, some 2016 holiday spirit blend from last year. Nice. And later on on the show, I'm doing this as a tribute to our guest, Scott from Aristocob. And as you guys know, it's uh, International Corn Cob Pipe Month. So uh, I think it's, it's maybe it was planned. He was planned while we we're having him on, right?
4: Is that a little bit of Donald Trump? That, that, yeah. uh, I don't know. I would never, say that. I don't know. I would never I say mean, that I planned I got that. them out of jail in China. <laughs> why, would he not, he not, why would he not congratulate? <laughs> oh. I, I, no, I it, can it, never. It, it, you know, it, I was talking to somebody about this recently. I can never do a full-on Donald Trump you know. impression. It's terrible. I can't do that. I always go off into other. like It, be, it either turns into Joe Pesci. Or Marlon Brando, oh my God, Marlon <laughs> I don't Brando. get it. But uh, anyways, John, you were saying something before I really. It, yeah, off.
2: it just came to me the meaning of Black Friday. I figured it out <laughs> with the help of the Google machine. Uh-oh. so it's the day of the year when merchants finally turn a profit in the during the year. Oh, well, that's kind of what yeah. you said.
0: Being in the black, right?
2: I think I told yeah. this
4: story maybe once before, but around this time last year, I was, I was, I was on a quest to find. A pair of boots that were just like the best boots ever. Because I I was going on a trip in Europe and I needed something that was gonna be utilitarian but also stylish. Yeah,
0: you were hoping to attract the European gals with your your fancy American. Eastern
4: Europe, you gotta, you know, the boots are made for walking. You know, my best
0: pair of boots that I
2: ever owned. I inherited from Jordan's dad when they moved down to Texas. (laughs) (laughs) And I literally wore those things into the ground, and they had holes that I tried filling with shoe repair, which didn't work at all. You should have taken
4: them to a... an actual cobbler, repair, cobbler. Yeah, he, says, he said he couldn't fix it. Uh, I,
0: um, you know what's <laughs>
4: They funny? were that far gone. My Wait, f- are, 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 are you guys going to let me finish my story? Let me finish. Let me finish. The love of God. <laughs> I, no. thought
2: we, I thought we decided it was finished. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fine.
4: Yeah, whatever. No, so where, where do you find your boots? All right, so I went into, uh, I eventually found them at Uggs.com, which is another story for another place, but, um, but... They're not what you think. Not like the Ugg boots, like the traditional Ugg boots, yeah. but like, you know, better you're With your, with your uh, carpenter pants the and your Aussie. oversized hoodie. <laughs> the Aussie, yeah, such a hipster. Um, but no, I walked into REI. And, uh, John's a little sick, guys. Yeah, he's dying over there. Um, but I walked into REI, and, uh, you know, REI is supposed to be a pretty, you know, sporty store. Yeah. I asked the girl where the boots are. She shows me, and I'm like, um... I don't really participate in Black Friday, but I was like, okay, maybe I'll ask. Do you have any Black Friday deals? She gives me the dirtiest. (laughs) Gosh,
3: Josh, Trying to censor me over here?
0: You did tell this story on this show before. Then we can cut it. (laughs) Jeez. Oh, my gosh. It's been a long day. Anyways,
4: regardless, she gave me the dirtiest look with her nose ring and everything and said, um, we don't participate in Black Friday and, uh, and, and I felt like she was going to call security to and usher me out. Was she store. chewing
0: on a Luna bar too with mm-hmm. her little pumpkin high, hip, hip, pumpkin I'm pie sure, haircut? Yeah. Yeah. Haircut. I'm sure
4: she had one in her pocket ready um, to bust it out. But. I,
0: it's funny. I'm one of my best pair of boots I've had for like four years and they're still going strong. Are Just some Clark's desert boots.
4: Clark's is, yeah. Clark's are Solid.
0: And surprisingly enough, too, um, my brother gave me some boots that were too small for him that were Skechers that I've had for like a few years.
4: I had a pair of Skechers Which, like, for about like, three years. They're
0: like suede like work boots. They're like they, they look like a classic shoe, not like the, the like the walking
4: shoe right. or whatever. Not it is. like the working <laughs> yeah. That, no, mm-hmm. I mean Skechers will surprise you. And and Clark's is always just like a, a solid choice. Yeah. I feel like a shoe review. Uh, I always
2: wanted to get a pair of Converse, but I have high arches. You just put an insole in there. Yeah. yeah. but then they're too tight. Don't be a puppy. Just getting insulted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Everybody knows Converse is the toughest yeah, shoe around. <laughs> yeah,
4: worn
0: worn by toddlers and uh, punk emo yeah. kids alike. Um, What's the
4: rule that uh, was this? I think this may have been a Tanner Guzzi rule that if you're over thirty, or no, maybe if you're over, I can't remember. But if you're over thirty, you can't wear any color Converse except for white. Really? I think that's that was, funny. What about, about the white
2: and black ones? The classic. Nope. Uh, the no, really? They just
4: look like a little kid.
0: The black huh. and white ones? Yeah. I don't know.
2: I thought that was a, the classic uh, converse. Yeah. No,
4: I think the classic. I feel is like you white. get away with gray. Mm-hmm. gray. Yeah, I could see you getting away uh, with gray. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was you, the name
2: of those shoes, the deck shoes that you used to have, Jordan, that vans? I liked but I never got? Talking about vans?
0: Sperry's. The ones with the checkers no. on
2: them? No, they had the little white and black squares.
0: Yeah, Vans. They're the traditional Vans. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the Jeff Spicoli shoes. From don't Fast Times at Ridge is. Mountain High, Sean Penn, he hits his skull. He's like, that's my skull. <laughs> <I'm> so <high." laughs> with, the, with the Vans. Anyway, yeah, he's to few wear few
4: people know that was actually Sean Penn's skull. It was Sean that, It was skull. that movie that gave him so much brain damage. <laughs> and now we have Sean <laughs> Penn today.
0: Speaking of Black Friday, <laughs> later on on the show, we're going to have a Black Friday deal expert to help all our listeners get the best possible deals they can get Uh on um, Black Friday.
4: I'm excited. Um, I'll be setting my alarm clock.
0: You guys got any Thanksgiving plans? I know you don't, John, because uh, y- you guys hate freedom up there. <laughs> <laughs> we just have our Thanksgiving <laughs> so
2: much earlier. because I think it's because we're so much farther north. Yeah, Isn't that it? Because our harvest time is earlier in Maybe. the season
0: or something? Maybe. Nobody cares. I could just because you're just ungrateful. You're not thankful. And uh, it's
2: also only one day and it's a Monday instead of a Thursday, Friday, which is much better.
0: Yeah. Well, we get Thursday and Friday off usually.
2: No, that's what I'm saying. That's much better than oh, having just yeah, the Monday. Just Monday. Yeah, the that's is, true.
0: Monday will take... Like, uh, Canada will take holidays. They'll create holidays after holiday. They'll be like... <laughs>
4: Like Boxing it's like day.
0: Easter was on a Sunday. We got Monday off. <laughs> That's pretty resourceful. I'll give them that, but <laughs>
4: they are bullshit. I guess we do is. that with
0: with Fourth of July. I think too. If it falls on a weekend, we have a long weekend. Yeah, right? but we
4: don't we don't call it like we don't designate it something. We pretty much just say, hey, like, well. We'll look the other way if but you don't come back. What is
0: it on? Like sometimes on the schedules <laughs> or the calendars, they say like Fourth of July observed or like Easter observed. Like, does that mean that
2: that's I think it like means a that, you to,
4: that you don't have to give your workers that off or something? Oh, okay. So well, I think
2: sense. the thing with Easter is that Which fluctuates, why would fourth right? Fourth of it's, July, not the federal It's supposed to be holiday. like the, the what the third the third Sunday of March or April or something. Yeah. I don't know how it works, but. It it doesn't always fall on the same calendar no, date. No, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah.
4: you Oh, maybe yeah. But then Fourth July would. Guys, yeah. we're gonna figure this out. All right, Let's this bust is, out this the entire a, six pack on this us, one. Um, do you
0: guys? Uh, I, I mean, we kind of kicked off our, our holiday week uh, last week. While my wife and I went to the Glendale Tree Lighting, which is uh, Thrilling. which was fun. We had a Dancing with the Stars guy hosting it and everything.
4: Was it at the uh yeah. uh. uh the Glendale Grove like Yeah the it? Glendale Grove <laughs> Is it the Americana the yeah.
0: But I was I couldn't believe This is the first time I've been to an outing in a while Like with a, that big of a crowd How many people were watching The event from their phones And not experiencing it yeah, And it made me very sad. depressed
4: Yeah pretty sad. Yeah, it's weird it's like um, Yeah you know what actually I, uh, I was talking to a priest about this Uh <laughs> That sounded like a different conversation I'd be having. <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> but, like, uh, I'm trying to remember, you know, in, uh, the Catholic Church, how we burn incense. Yeah. And there's, like, you know, uh, I, what do they call it? Damn it. I was an altar boy. Frank should know this. No.
0: <laughs> altar boy.
4: <laughs> but, but I, uh, you know, you swing, you swing the, uh, it's a pendulum, but it's it's called something specific. It's and like, it, a, and it, and it's it like a lamp. It spreads the kind of. Looks yeah, kind it's of like not a, a lamp. Chain. Yeah. yeah, actually, it could be used as a weapon. It very much looks like a mace. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> regardless that's what Catholics do we take those weapons we turn them into holy items There's
2: a lot of pomp and circumstance isn't
4: there <laughs> there is there is and we love every bit of it um, but uh, but, anyways it spreads the smoke around and uh, in, in Europe they have this like this huge one that's like it's medieval so like it took a lot of technology to make it work but it like swings from like one corner of this giant cathedral all over the place and it fills the entire cathedral with this incense
0: I feel like you need a, like a
4: crossfit priest to do very much like you ring a bell it's like it's it's like a mechanism oh, or something yeah. that, that gets it going but anyways his point was is that like you see um pictures of it that are taken by professional photographers who are supposed to be there and everybody is on their phone like everybody's watching this like this kind of wonder of technology that was before its time, (laughs) even though it was like only had one use and then, but everybody's watching (laughs) it while they're recording it on their phone. And there is something to being present in the moment in those, especially when you're with people, you know, Mm -hmm. I can maybe understand if you're alone, but but that that's actually something in John Sippy's The Dating Project that was brought up. One of the subjects uh, in, that, in that film was talking about how he went to New York for just a trip and he was on his own. And he just kept posting and posting on his phone all day. And one day he took a ferry across from the Statue of Liberty and his phone ran out of battery. And he said he just got hit with this, like... Intense loneliness uh-huh. And I think it's I think that's I think that's something I think it's a coping mechanism yeah. For a lot of loneliness Yeah
2: That makes sense I I'd just, be curious mm, to know well. How many priests Get scalded by the incense mace mm.
4: <laughs> No we leave we it to You know what happens Every once in a while it Somebody gets burned When you play with incense <laughs> That's, a, that's get what get burned the
0: altar, That's what they send The altar boys up to Because yeah. they're essentially The interns right yeah, yeah Hey uh Johnny Wanna go get that
4: <laughs> Go get that mace up <laughs> go, there Yeah Go Go Go, go catch Yeah <laughs> We'll catch that birdy mace. Um, no, yeah, but I just went on a long tangent, but I think we oh. got somewhere.
0: Um, I guess uh, you know it's Thanksgiving, so we got we're getting sure. we're getting everyone's getting turkeys, right? Turkeys. Um, what you what do you tukies. what are you thankful for? What am I thankful for? Um, you know, my wife. I'm thankful yeah. for my health. Mm. I'm thankful for my friends, mm. my church. I've, the the fact that my eczema's gotten better. Oh, God.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next. (laughs) No. Those are good things to be thankful for. For sure. (laughs) I am thankful for... Actually, I just became an uncle uh, last Saturday, Mm. which is great. Congratulations. Yeah, beautiful little baby girl uh, that I have yet to meet. She's over in North Carolina, but um, my sister and her brother-in-law are very happy. So I'm very thankful for that. I just got a new job recently, um, yeah, family, friends, uh, all that good stuff, opportunities. And, and, you know, every once in a while I just kind of stop and I look around and I think, God, like we have it really good. <laughs> like, like the fact that we're sitting in a shelter with so much electricity and everything, just like thinking about my ancestors and all the stuff that they had to go through, yeah. it's, it's, uh, I don't know, it's something else. What about you, John? I
2: had Thanksgiving in October, so I couldn't be bitter until Christmas. <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> that was All a slow right, burn on your, on your um, part.
0: But uh, speaking of turkeys, um, have you turkeys. seen this? You sent this to me. The uh, Yeah,
4: the Butterball. The
0: Butterball's uh, five craziest help requests have been circling
4: around there's, on the there's internet. There's an apostrophe in there, by the way, in Butterball's. <laughs> Butterball's. <laughs> <laughs> when you said it, it just sounded... Dirty, 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 um,
0: <coughs> which some of these things are hilarious. What were, I mean, what were some of them, Donovan?
4: Um, I mean, I know <laughs> in one instance there was a caller who, uh, who was very upset and uh, remiss over the fact that, well, he wasn't upset, but he was worried that uh, he had carved his turkey with a chainsaw and he was he was asking butterballs if perhaps the grease the chain grease was going to uh, adversely affect his turkey <laughs> gosh <laughs> um there was uh what, what's the next one <laughs> let's see <laughs> the next one's my favorite why why, why 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 don't you elaborate John how do you carve a
2: turkey when all of its bones have been broken? <laughs> There's
0: a story there. Yeah, you know there is. You know that that turkey had a rough ride. It did. It
4: did. Oh. That, that turkey. Uh...
0: What I liked was the one where the guy called in and said, "What's the best way to cook a turkey that's been frozen since 1969?" <laughs> hey, that's a good year. We went to the moon. <laughs> and it's I like how the la- the last
4: one was. How do you thaw a <laughs> frozen butterball? <laughs> Oh man! I'm guessing these are uh, these are the best and you, brightest.
0: You know what I did one year, which is cheating. I admit it's cheating, but it made Thanksgiving very, very um, enjoyable. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing. Are we looking at the same I thing? So. <laughs> this website has a picture of of a baby with abs that has me no, laughing it's, in it's, the margin. It's like it's okay okay, well,
4: let, me, let me explain this. So it's uh, it's a baby with abs drawn on so like abs and pecs drawn on its stomach and then it's got like a beard drawn on and eyebrows <laughs> like very groucho-esque eyebrows and the caption is when dads are left alone with the baby <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's terrible
0: um what i was gonna say is i got a pre-cooked turkey which you just put in the oven for like an hour where'd you get it from uh, like a Ralph's or Vulcan's oh, okay. or something, um, simple. And I think it was the same price too. It wasn't like any was it didn't cost more or less than a than a regular turkey. I got it like on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, there was a bunch of them left. Yeah, and we just threw it in, and it was like delicious.
4: My sister once did wow. Cornish hens for Thanksgiving because I think we weren't we weren't going home like it was back when uh, she was living out here, and she did a, a wonderful job with these. Cornish hens and it really? was yeah I mean it was different a different sort of poultry that you don't usually have yeah does it taste weird no no it's they're good they're like they're definitely uh, I guess you'd call them sort of a delicacy Yeah, uh, sometimes like they're a little it, gamey a little gamey
0: you've oh, had them yeah. before John I feel that way yes, about duck have. I feel duck is kind of gamey and kind of pul- poultry-like, but I yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely has, I think, a little bit leaner um, thing going uh, the on. The other thing that I saw going around um, was Superman's mustache mm. in the Justice mm. League. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen this? Apparently, <laughs> the actor of- uh, Henry Cable. Hem- what's his name? Henry Cable?
4: Yeah, uh, C- uh, Cable. Cable? Is it yeah. Cable or Cavill? Can I uh, whatever, wherever you come from.
0: He um he had a mustache for another movie he was working Mission on. Mission Impossible Six. Was it Mission Impossible Six? Yeah. And uh, he had to do some uh, some reshoots for Superman and because of his uh, Mission Impossible contract, he wasn't allowed to shave his mustache. He already yeah. shot, you know, half of the movie with his mustache. Um, so they had to CGI out his mustache in Justice League. Um, <laughs> he, he pulled a Cesar Romero. He did.
2: That's well, That was one of the Twitter <laughs> jokes. They
4: said, like... <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah like they said not the first time dc has tried to (laughs) has tried to pull the wool over eyes on this one or something like that oh gosh i think my favorite was um one of the photoshop pictures they did was uh uh it was his face with a bunch of christopher plumbers (laughs) photoshopped over his his stash because of uh what what is it um you know the whole controversy yeah. with plumber taking oh, on spacey's gosh. role
0: well this i mean he looks very like it looks super strange like it doesn't look realistic at all in this well
4: yeah i mean you're not i it just goes to show one the cockiness of of these people that they think that 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 can actually i mean i don't know to me like if i was even even with all the cgi that's happening i think i would think while i was shooting it i was like maybe we should just cheat this so that we're not looking at his face. (laughs) But I I guess they really wanted those. But what I want to know is why couldn't
0: he just wear a fake mustache for Mission Impossible? That'd
4: be easier than having Uh, a CGI. I don't know, man. I mean, I think... he's spent like $40 million on CGI. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. know. Yeah, it's true. But but at the same time, like, yeah, I guess you're right. But something tells me that, that fake mustaches maybe aren't as good as we think they are like how many times do you think actors are actually wearing fake facial hair? Most of the time, a lot really? of the time, yeah, because not all of them can grow them, yeah, that's true. But like, I don't know, maybe,
0: maybe you're right. And most of the time, actors are working on several things at once to where that what like where they it's, it's hard for them to keep you know consistent facial that's hair, that's true, that's true. But uh, anyway, I
4: just thought that was he looks that good was with so... the mustache, though. The mustache, I think, was a good look for him yeah, but not as obviously not as Superman <laughs> <laughs> I mean why didn't they just rewrite Justice League to just include Superman came back and he has a mustache you know, know? They, they never show him shave it could be an interesting uh you know growth for the well, character maybe Cal uh, quite literally uh, maybe Cal L uh, doesn't grow facial hair although his dad had a beard so that, I guess that theory is out of the window that yeah, doesn't make any sense Um, you know what time it is <laughs> what time is it It's time for a...
0: Sir Crowder's Restroom Review of the Week Oh dear All right, um, it's been a while since I've done a restroom review. It's making a comeback. It's been we a gotta while. bring it, bring it back. Um, this review, um, I I went to the Magic Castle this last week.
4: Ooh, yeah. So Every, I am going to review. Well, and for those listeners who maybe don't know, it's kind of an LA lore, right? You know, it's yeah. Like,
0: it's like a it's it's a very, it's very exclusive club uh, for magicians um and supporters of magic it's like the playground for magicians and like it's like the club for anyone who's involved in the magical arts and uh i our friends a uh, lot
4: cooler than it sounds people uh,
0: but I, have you been to it have you
4: i haven't it? I've, I've walked by it several times but it looks it it's it's like it's what would you say it's historic it is historic. because it goes back like I mean, like the, I,
0: well, I mean, the building goes back to the turn of the century, but right. the, it, it became the Magic Castle in the 60s because Johnny Carson basically re, des, remodeled it, redesigned it, and set it up basically as his clubhouse to go, like, after the Tonight Show. That's where he would take people, and you weren't allowed to take pictures there. It was very, like, you, you know, guestless only, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, my friend... Uh, Uh, John who's in the LAPD gets to go because um,
4: years ago (laughs) because of of Uh, LAPD well because of LAPD (laughs) no but
0: because he just kicks down the door (laughs) LAPD (laughs) SWAT (laughs) no years ago I guess there was a terrible devastating fire in LAPD and the firefighters did a like, like saved this historical landmark and basically they got carte blanche to go whenever they want and so he took um and his wife took Lacey and I to go as kind of a, a, a late anniversary present. So it was a lot of nice.
4: fun. Um, Have you ever ahead. watched the, uh, there's a great uh, comedy bit by Paul F. Tompkins about the Magic Castle really? that I think everybody should look up. It's, right. it's quite, we'll it's, it it's one of the funniest things let's, ever. Let,
0: heard. Let's go to the review here and then we'll, we can talk more about it. Um, <clears throat> all right. This restroom is one of the oddities of Los Angeles. Upon first entering, one might feel claustrophobic because of the extremely tight quarters. The constant rotating door of traffic comprised of both spectators and magicians only adds to the anxiety. When using the urinal, one would first question the architect's choice of installing glass splash guards. They would be hard to keep clean and they don't provide any privacy, but somehow they work. Upon further inspection, the faux gas lamps and Houdini wallpaper add to its quaint and quirky atmosphere. I was also delightfully pleased to find the faucet handles were conveniently marked hot and cold to avoid any confusion. <laughs> Five stars for this magical, historic washroom. Nice. Yeah. Maybe yeah, Maybe nice. those
4: splash guards were magic. Maybe. Maybe, maybe they uh, maybe. Like, didn't it was show like, anything. I um.
0: If you ever, if you ever get to go there, I would highly recommend it because I feel like if you live in Los Angeles, you know somebody that can get you in somehow. Sure, it's just a long wait list, but it was the history in that building. Was amazing. Well, we basically became came friends with this one guy uh, named Harry. Kind of started giving us this historical tour. He was just waiting in line to see a show with us, and uh, I think he was a Imagineer at Disney, and he's also like on the board at the Magic Castle. He's like responsible for doing all the Halloween stuff, which is a big thing for them every year. That's fun. Um, he took us at the end of the night to the Houdini Seance Room, Ooh. which. I did not Ooh. know we were sitting in the room. He goes, hey, I take a seat, hang out or whatever. So I'm sitting in there and I'm looking around the wall and I'm seeing straight jackets and handcuffs and trunks and things on the wall. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of a cool room. And then I realized, like looking at the little placards, that these are all like his, Houdini's actual like items. Really? Like basically this entire little room is the houdini museum like that's like where his stuff is stored and this oh, is heard. actual stuff and i don't know if he knows about houdini but he was like a huge debunker of the mystical like uh yeah he was uh, a <laughs> movement like the fortune tellers and seances and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. so they kind of do it as a tradition every
4: year on his uh death day on halloween they do like these these fake seances for fun he also and, died in a sort of Sort of badass way. Just yeah. inviting people to punch him into the stomach or punch him in the stomach. <laughs> That's not badass. <laughs> it's stupid. No, no, no. He he could do it. Like, he, like, no, somebody he, caught him off, not. he would have, like, <laughs> somebody caught him off guard. Somebody sucker punched him and it, and it, like, uh, it, like, what did it do? Like, it split his spleen or something like yeah, that? <laughs> it
0: wasn't, it wasn't during the part of the act where he did that. Because he no, was actually, was like, he was like a very, like, um, Oh, like he like uh almost like an acrobat with some of the stuff he could do and had like all this crazy core strength right, yeah, that yeah. he could like, like that was the he point could like, he could could, like he yeah. could like
4: create like an armor of muscle down yeah. there that would keep his organs from getting <laughs> anyways didn't work out very well <laughs> no and he paid the price for it but yeah, you know what been. um Scofflaw, nonetheless. Yeah, scofflaw, nonetheless.
0: We should, you know, we should do. We should review on the on Patreon page. We should review the Houdini movie starring uh, Tony Curtis.
4: Oh, oh, oh! I thought you were going to say the one starring. uh, What's his name? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Respect my neck, SNL. What's his name? Shoot, the pianist. Oh, uh, Uh, Adrian Brody. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know there was one. I think he did like Uh his. uh, He did a History Channel. Uh, movie, and it was Houdini. I was thinking about that the other day. But, really? Yeah. He'd be a good cast for Houdini. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, I don't guess know. so. I, I, I don't know Houdini's face, but he's got the nose for it, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like Adrian Brody, it's just like he's got the nose for it. Yeah.
0: He, it's like he's like a gonzo pressed up
4: against a window <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, right. did you ever hear the story just quick quick yeah. side note on adrian brody did you ever hear the story about how he was like the main character in the movie thin red line which is a terrence malick movie and uh it's a movie about world war ii he was the main character in that movie people kept kind of warning him on occasion. They were like, Hey, Terrence is kind of a bit of a savage in the editing room. Like he will cut people out. And he was like, ah, you know, whatever. I know he'll cut some of my scenes and stuff by the time he didn't know until the premiere of the movie that Terrence Malick had basically completely removed his role and replaced him with Jim Caviezel, AKA Jesus from passion of the Christ. (laughs) And, And like, if you watch the movie, it's the saddest and funniest thing ever. Adrian Brody (laughs) shows up like in the background and on the side of scenes, never says, I I don't think he ever says a line (laughs) in the entire movie, but he's there in the (laughs) beginning and the end. And it's clear that there was something, but anyways, it just hilarious. Yeah. it, it it Yeah. You gotta be looking out for that. Yeah. Be careful. Anybody out there, if Terrence Malick asks you to be in one of his movies, you might get cut. All right, We will cut you Alright, that's enough Alright,
0: uh, you know, <laughs> let's take a quick break And we'll be back Actually, I gotta go do something And by do something, I mean I have to uh, Drop the kids off at the pool But when you guys come back from the no, break very You guys, uh, you'll have uh, James, the uh, Black Friday uh, Deals expert scofflaws. I wanted to take a second to talk about Phoenix shaving, which uh, we talk about a lot on the show because uh, they're our our generous sponsor, um, and they are an amazing company. If if you are a man and you like to shave, um, or you have to shave, why not go with some traditional wet shaving products from Phoenix shaving? They have fantastic uh, custom artisan, um, aftershaves, soaps. They sell uh, safety razor starter kits. They just have the whole kit and caboodle for anybody who wants to get, uh, that dapper looking shave in their life. Their scents are so unique and their aftershaves just remove all sorts of, uh, you know, shaving irritation or or razor bumps. Ever since I've been using their product, um, I haven't been getting bumps at all. Which, for any of you curly headed, uh, coarse haired gentlemen out there, it could be a real problem. Um, but also, I just splash that stuff on all the time is my cologne, and I, I get compliments on it all the time. I use the Tombstone, um, which is my favorite and my wife's favorite. Hello. Maybe you're listening to this on uh, Thanksgiving, maybe on Black Friday, maybe uh, the whole Thanksgiving Day weekend, or maybe on Cyber Monday. If you go to GentlemanScoffLaw.com slash shave, that link uh, helps to support our podcast. Also, you can use the discount code for their Cyber Monday deals, and the code is CHEER. C-H-E-E-R Cheer It's the holidays people I'm getting excited Words like cheer And joy And good tidings And comfort And joy And all that stuff So uh, Go to GentlemanScofflaw.com Slash shave uh, To see All of the deals They have Going on This Black Friday weekend And uh, get something For yourself Get something For the man In your life and, uh, oh, and I should mention, too, they also have uh, beard oils. So if you've got a man that's been doing the whole Movember thing, that's been either growing out a beard, um, they also have mustache wax. It's not just for the clean, shaven face folks, people. So go to Gentleman'sGolfLaw.com slash shave. I know it's the third time I said that, but get that in your noggin and go get some awesome shaving products from Phoenix Shaving and stop being a slave to the cartridge razor shave.
4: All right. Well, it looks like we're uh, left own devices here.
3: <coughs> John I guess is we, we have to make our own fun.
4: Yeah, I know. Um, I guess uh, I don't know. Is this guy just going to show up, or what's what's the deal here?
0: I, I, are you guys going oh, inter- to introduce me?
4: Yeah, what what is with that curtain? Like yeah, the vampire, and now this guy. Yeah, oh, this uh, How would you get in that house? Nice setup you got here.
0: Oh, oh, uh, you know, I uh, I just I just came when my uh, you know, my agent told me to come.
4: That's, What's his name, Rodney? That doesn't answer my question. Uh, but uh, yeah, James. what is your name? James. James. James, James Rodney. No points for originality there. No plenty of James's. Um All right. Well, uh, let's get this rolling then. Um, yeah. so James, you seem like yes. I guess uh relatively you have an interesting role in this world. What 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 do you do?
0: Well, I am the uh self-appointed uh Black Friday deals expert. Um I collect all the best deals going on around the country, and okay. uh, I compile them together, and I let everybody know about uh, the savings that could be had on this Black Friday.
4: How, how do you uh, how do you let people know? Like you have a blog or something? Yeah, I've, I've
0: got a blog. Uh, oh. I post them on Pinterest. I uh, post them on the gram, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, people. You know, it it's it's kind of like a community service I do for people. I let them know that way they don't have to give more of their money to all the greedy corporations. I see. I said, oh, well, you're political too. So, so, what's your number one deal? All right. Well, uh, I won't start with the number one deal. I'll what's your number end, five deal? What a I'll tease. end with the number one deal. Um, but have you guys? Are you guys familiar with uh Amazon? Yes. vaguely. Yes. yes, are you guys familiar? I've gotten but some
4: drugs from them actually with recently
0: a, with a little machine called the Alexa.
4: Uh that is this that is a thing I'm
0: aware of. Well, this Black Friday, this Black Friday only, you can get an Amazon Alexa Echo Dot for 49.99.
4: Okay, okay. That's
0: is that oh a good gosh.
4: deal? That, that, yeah, John, I don't that, think you could hear, but Alexa just responded to this. this yes. This guy, James. She, she,
0: it's a very good deal. She's... Well, you got to tell her to shut up, though. Hey,
4: whoa, whoa. Take it easy there. Alexa. Hey. <laughs> just, shut up. Just let's... You're a your guest in this studio, sir. Please. Keep your. Oh, no. <laughs> you got, now you got Alexa playing all sorts of.
0: Alexa, stop.
4: <laughs> she, only Alexa. Listen- she only listens to me. Alexa, stop. See? She and I have a good relationship because I talk to her nice. <laughs> now, right, you know, you right. have to be careful.
0: <laughs> well,. Uh, if you want an Alexa for forty nine ninety nine, you can also save even more when you buy two. You can get them for one hundred dollars, uh, and with free shipping uh, <laughs> with an Amazon Prime uh, membership, of
4: course. So I'm not. I'm not really i don't know john do you know how much alexa's cost on the right i mean I, that might be a good deal i don't know i have never bought an alexa i don't really know what they cost i don't know what to go for I, i'm days. still not entirely certain i know what an alexa is okay so i think i think you, i think we maybe have to go down the the line a bit here what's and, next, so okay, yeah, what's, next what's um, Impress do you, us. do you
0: shop at uh the bed bath and beyond no what's next
4: Hey, (laughs) well, well, wait a minute. I do on occasion. I do frequent the uh, alarm clock section there. It's a nice place to meet. If you do purchase things from
0: Bed Bath and Beyond, I do not know if you know this, but this Black Friday and this Black Friday only, you can get twenty percent off with your local
4: mailer. a... (laughs) <laughs> interesting okay um I'll have 20% to look into that. off yeah 20% off That's that is a, a good deal for bed bath and beyond i you know i think we we don't shop at bed bath and beyond enough to 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 know to know what in, what is a good deal so i'll have to take you at your word what's uh what's the next thing on the list
0: all right uh are you guys uh smartphone users
4: uh, always, of course.
0: You use smartphones,
4: yes. All Although right. I do miss the flip phone. If I mean, just between us, you know, guys, it's it. it you know, a flip phone might be a better deal than this. I don't know why. But why I said guys. If you
0: but. use a smartphone and you want the latest and greatest, mm-hmm. this Black Friday only, and only this Black Friday, you can get the iPhone 10 for only one thousand dollars. Of course, you can do this um, at the <laughs> Apple Store. Or your carrier of choice.
4: I see. Um, I am only one thousand dollars familiar with the iPhone and the price of the iPhone. That seems a little on the pricey side. Not not for an iPhone ten. It isn't. Oh yeah.
0: And it's only you can only get this deal on Black Friday. Black Friday only. I see. Um, Let's go on to some of the other okay. stuff I've got Just here. i
4: a, uh,
0: a, um, a little suspicious. Do you guys shop at Costco?
4: Oh, it's one of my favorite places in the world.
0: Well, this Black Friday and this Black Friday only, you can get a Costco Gold Star membership for $60 for the whole year. That's just $60.60 for the entire year.
4: Okay, I'm going to have to call bullshit on this one because I am a Costco member myself, and I have a Gold Star membership, and that is what I... (laughs) I purchased that three months ago, oh, so and that's what I paid.
0: You purchased it on Black Friday? <laughs>
4: no, I did. I, I, I mean, I purchased it on Friday, but I it wasn't Black Friday, and I paid sixty dollars. It must so. have been
0: some sort of pre Black Friday sale, then, no, because as I August. said, these are uh, the best uh, deals I around. I
4: think you're, I, I, think you're a little bit off track. Exclusively
0: here. available on Black Friday. All um, right, well, let's uh, just you guys, you keep guys going. watch movies, right?
4: Uh, we talk really? about
0: them all the time. You like movies. Yeah? John, do you like movies?
4: I think we're losing. James, I think you're losing John. You need to uh, hit him with well, some better okay. deals well, this here. this one will get you, okay? Okay.
0: Uh, this Black Friday and this Black Friday only, you can see the Justice League. Oh, That's boy. the one with both Superman and Wonder Woman in it. And, and
4: Superman's mustache, apparently.
0: And you can see it in real 3D for only... 1949 at AMC theaters and that's just 1649 for kids and of, of course I 75 175 <laughs> uh, convenience fee if you purchase online
4: okay well first off i i don't even think i'd want to see the justice league if somebody gave me a free ticket like that it's been getting savage <laughs> well, The point the is, these aren't free Superman's tickets mustache. these <laughs> are discount <laughs> tickets <laughs> no, no, and they no. are the best you deal see, you can get this is, black is friday that you're you're First of all, I mean, I'm extremely insulted as a movie pass member just signed up this last weekend. And I don't think that is that great of a deal. Uh, to be honest with you, well, I mean, it's $20 is a standard price for, for three dimensional viewing. And, uh, I I think I think you're I, I I don't know if you're very good at your job, Jay. Right. I, uh, you, I comb <laughs> the internet for the best Where's deals
0: <laughs> on these Black Fridays. Yes. All right, and finally, mm-hmm. this is the deal.
4: Okay, of so the year dr- because it we, only should we lead up with a drum roll? Perhaps uh,
0: you can do that okay. if you want.
4: Okay, John, let's let's do this drum roll because I feel like he's gonna hit us with some. And this Black Friday, if it happens
0: to be your birthday, you can go to Starbucks Coffee and receive a free drink (laughs) with your
4: Starbucks Rewards account. (laughs) Mm. And that's on your birthday.
0: Yes, if Black Friday happens to fall on your birthday, you will get a free drink.
4: This Black Friday and this Black Friday only. Okay, well, James, I think it's been nice having you. Um, I'm glad we didn't offer you any Murphys because I'm going to need one after. Well, thank you after very that. much for
0: having me on the show, um, and uh, let me leave you, wanna... you with a few tips yeah, before you leave. Yeah, I was you just
4: going to ask. Uh, plug anything? I guess you can plug what your tips. Well, make
0: sure. Uh, number one, remember get in line early. Number two, remember know what you're looking for. Okay. And number three. Bring your cash or credit card or payment of choice. You can't go wrong on Black Friday. These are the best deals you'll find anywhere. And I uh, will link to them on my blog this Black Friday and this Black Friday only.
4: Oh, my gosh. He just like disappeared back into the curtain. What the? I heard the poof. Oh, my God. It was like a flash of light. And Uh, Well, that was severely disappointing. I'm going to just come out and say it. Well, I'm going to need another Murphy's to get over that interview. Um, so we're going to go to another quick break and uh, we'll be back with Scott from Aristocob.
0: Scofflaws, I wanted to take a second to talk to you about Patreon. Um, now, if you've never heard of Patreon, basically it's a platform for creators, for 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 patrons who are fans of a, a given creator to help support their creation. So... We have a Patreon page for the Gentleman's Golf Law Podcast. You could support the show for as little as a dollar an episode, which is like what? It's cheaper than a, than a Starbucks coffee, right? So maybe give up uh, one. Why does everyone always do that? They say it's cheaper than a cup of coffee. Okay, what, what else do you spend a dollar on? Uh, maybe, uh, you know, it's, it's cheaper than, uh, you know, buying, uh, you know, uh, Q-tips, you know? Maybe you don't need Q-tips for the month, you know? maybe this month you avoid q-tips right I don't know I mean I hear they're bad for you anyway but maybe maybe that's not true I I don't maybe maybe don't sacrifice anything related to health um for for the dollar an episode but um patreon is great because uh you the patron also gets rewards for uh, joining the Patreon. So uh, examples of stuff that we have are extended interviews and outtakes, stuff that gets cut out of the episode that you don't hear for time's sake, because we try to keep a tight, you know, entertaining show, and sometimes there is some gold that doesn't make the final cut. So you get to listen to some of that. Um, Also, you get uh, behind-the-scenes videos, photos, and bonus episodes. For example, we did a bonus episode at the Big Shave West, Um, which was a lot of fun. So more of those type of things are coming as well as monthly live video hangouts where you can interact with us in person, which is a lot of fun. We've done a couple of, of free ones to test it out and it's been a lot of fun. We get to talk with uh, the listeners in real time and get to know them and uh, they get to ask questions and it's always a, it's always a good time. And here's the piece de resistance is, um, when we hit our, our our goal mark, we are launching a whole new movie review podcast, a gentleman scofflaw movie review podcast. Since you know we're we're all of us on the show are writers and filmmakers, and that's our background. We love movies. Um we're gonna go through a catalog of what we think are either gentlemen or scofflaw-esque movies. Um so if you join, you'll get that show as well. Everyone who joins on Patreon at any one of the tiers, even at the dollar an episode, gets a free Gentleman's scoff Law vinyl sticker, which is super cool. It's like a full color sticker. You could, you know, it's uh, really sticky. You could stick it on uh, you know anything you want to stick it on. Also, you'll get thanked on the air for your support. So check out patreoncom gentscofflaw, or you could go to gentlemanscofflaw.com and click the support link on our menu and it'll take you right there we look forward to seeing you on patreon and thank you for supporting the show all right i'm excited to have uh, this next guest um he goes by uh the the name aristocob on youtube and has uh the website aristocob.com uh scott of aristocob thank you for coming on
1: It's really great to be here. That's unusual to have an introduction. Usually I have to introduce myself. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. That's (laughs) that's how it goes on podcasts. You don't have to introduce yourself. We we do all the work for you. Um, Yeah, For um, well, I first discovered you when I started smoking a pipe uh, two years ago. About this week, two years ago, which is crazy. Um, And I remember looking up on YouTube for tutorials, which I do for anything nowadays. And one of the first things that came up was your video. And so I learned how to, you know, to light and tamp and how to smoke it and stuff. And I... started with a corncob pipe that I had as a prop pipe in my bag of, uh, of props and costumes for all the videos and stuff I work on. And, uh, I got really uh, lightheaded the first time, but, uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I kept watching your videos. So, uh, for those, for our listeners that don't know you, let's hear a little bit about your background and, uh, what you do and how you got into pipe smoking.
1: Okay. Been, been smoking a pipe for way too many years. Started smoking oh. a pipe when I was 15. Oh, wow. And I finally am now at, at the age of 54. Admit that to my parents <laughs> because they didn't, they didn't know that.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and, and, you know, when you're a young man smoking pipes, you smoke corn cob pipes. It's what yeah. you can find at the drugstore. It's true. And you smoke all the nasty drugstore blends. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> So I would, I would smoke them off and on. And in between that, some Swisher sweets and, and then not smoke. And I'd had these long periods of no smoking. And then, uh, probably in my early twenties decided I would go ahead and give it the, the, the real college try and, uh, bought a good pipe, a good briar pipe or so I was told and, uh, tried smoking. And uh, while I enjoyed smoking the pipe, there was something about it that wasn't right for me, and oh. I think because I had tried smoking corn cob pipes all those many years before, there was something about that experience and the taste and the feel in my hand that was wrong. Yeah. So I bought a corn cob pipe. I loved it. I had friends and and tobacconists that were telling me that I was crazy. I need to buy a more expensive briar pipe. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and I cool. went through that cycle probably ten times or, or over ten years. I went through it time and again where I had put the corn cob away, buy a more expensive briar, you know, try smoking some English blends. Guys would mock me about smoking um, (laughs) aromatic tobaccos. (laughs) And finally, I just said, forget this. I I like aromatic tobaccos and I like them as corn. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's funny because I, I mean, I obviously haven't been smoking as long as you, but I find that I enjoy my experience much more when I'm smoking a corn cob. Like it's just, it, to me, it just, it's, it, I don't know, it smokes better. It just, feel, I don't know, it feels better to me. Um, but there, it's kind of changed now in the, in the age of like Instagram and YouTube and the kind of pipe smoking community that's around nowadays. Like there's this real kind of connoisseurs of, of mm. corncob pipes. It seems to be a preference of a lot of people.
1: I think you're right. I think that a, a lot of folks have come to terms with the fact that they just smoke really well. You know, you don't have to break them in. You don't have to smoke them in a particular way. And let's say you do something wrong. You're yeah. smoking it with the window down and your convertible and you mess it up. <laughs> All right, no big deal. You go buy another one for eight bucks somewhere and you're you're good to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, I I mean, I kind of like my older ones that I've been smoking for a mm. while. So I feel like I would, that would still suck for me if I dropped it out of a, <laughs> out the window. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're right. I get I get folks that will email me and ask me about that, and they'll say they have a favorite corn cob pipe that they've burned through or done something something that they shouldn't have, and what can they do? And they, they can put pipe mud in it and, oh. and be almost as good as new.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I want to talk about your YouTube channel, Aristocob, and your website, aristocob.com. Which came first, and how did that come about?
1: Um, let's see. I think what came first actually was we were taking a trip out to Denver, my, my wife and I, and, uh, I noticed that we were going to be going past the Missouri Mearsham factory. Oh, yeah. And so I, I, uh, found a restaurant that I really wanted her to try <laughs> in Washington, <laughs> Missouri <laughs> as an excuse to go to the, to the factory. And, and when we got there, we, uh, first off, they had a museum that was closed and they wouldn't let you into the factory. So it was yeah. a total bust. But they did have a little, like a retail space in their office, okay. and I'm standing there looking at these beautiful, uh, beautiful corn cob in sizes I've never seen before. And I, I asked them, where Where can I buy these? Why are these not available at my local tobacconist? And they and they explained to me that that's the challenge. Tobacconists want to sell you an inexpensive and and kind of embarrassing corn cob pipe. Get get smoking. Yeah, and then uh, trade up to uh, to Briar Pipes, oh. and I, I thought about it on the way to Denver, and and thought, I wonder if they would be okay with me selling these all That's not me.
0: What's that? Where's <laughs> that coming from? Is that you, John? What? What's that? That like. <sighs> <laughs> <me>.
3: oh,
1: God. <laughs> it's the it's the cord on his iron lung. Oh, there we
0: go. <laughs> oh man! You're all right, man, get some water or something. I hate to see you like this.
1: <laughs> John, Is anyone time like maneuver?
0: Yeah, are you okay, John? Are you not choking on something?
2: That's just really bad today.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, man. Oh, goodness.
2: Oh, man. Anyway, I was oh, trying to hide the microphone underneath
0: a cushion. Oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that you kept a, a total straight face and didn't <laughs> act like it wasn't you. <laughs> I was laughing. I just oh, that wasn't me. <laughs> I was like, I could see his. Bo- I could see your mic, Scott. So I was like, it can't be. It's not even touching his shirt. It's not touching anything. <laughs> wow.
2: okay. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> oh, that's all right. Um, so, so yeah, it's kind of like it's like their little uh, sneaky oh. upgrade. They want you to to buy the. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Are you okay, man? You all right? We don't have to. You don't have to do this right now. If you're not feeling
1: well. So they did let us go into the office there, where they had some beautiful pipes, some that I'd never seen before. And I asked them. I said, "How how come I've not seen these at my local tobacconist?" And they they explained that that's the challenge that the tobacconists want to sell people pipes. Yeah. They want to get them started, but they'll start them with something that they hope they'll be embarrassed by, and that's a really inexpensive, maybe even a miniature, corn cob pipe. <laughs> and then, and then you know, get them hooked on smoking, but then you know, get them get them in the system buying more expensive briar pipes. Oh. So we we uh, on the way out to Denver, then I was just thinking about that, and I called them up from Denver, and I said, would you mind if I sold your pipes on eBay? Yeah. And they said, sure, why not? So this is over 10 years ago. yeah I started selling their pipes on eBay. and then we hit a milestone where eBay kept changing their fees and it got to the point where eBay and PayPal, which back then was an eBay company, yeah. they were making far more money on every pipe I sold than I was. <laughs> so I, I decided to switch over then to opening our own website. So during that same period of time I had started doing videos on YouTube, just to get comfortable using a video camera because my employer, I'm a corporate trainer for a company. They were wanting me to do videos and I was so stiff and, and intimidated by that flashing red light (laughs) on the camera. So I thought, let's just do this uh, for the pipe community and I'll get comfortable in front of the camera. And then away we go. That was 800 videos ago, Yeah, which is just insane.
0: That's a lot of videos. So, I mean, that's all that, that. How, I mean, how long ago was that now? Was that about over 10 years ago or?
1: Well, uh, I just, I think I just passed nine years on YouTube. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, it's been a long, long time. That's crazy. that, which is crazy. And I thought for sure, if I were to continue to make videos, maybe there's like 20 videos that you could do about pipe smoking and then you're done. But that's not the way YouTube works. You know, people, people will hit the subscribe button and they will wait aggressively for your next video. Yeah. Instead of looking at your old old content. Yeah. And uh so Here I am all these years later smoking pipes, talking about pipes, and selling pipes. Crazy. Yeah,
0: you've promoted the the habit
1: to many people online. Um, I like to think, though, I I use the word hobby. I know. I'm just
0: kidding. I call it a hobby, too. Uh, My wife would call it a habit. I'd call it a hobby. But, uh, um, yeah, it's it's funny because... um, So corn, corn, what I like about your site is there's such a variety of corn cob pipes. Because when people think of corn cob pipes, they think of the little, you know, the kind that you see in the snowman in the Christmas drawings, just the little like uh, the little pot of corn cob that just you know sticks in there and looks really (laughs) cheesy. But there's so many styles and they're pretty cool designs.
1: Yeah, I agree. And everything from really inexpensive, like three dollar. Rough, bare corn cobs on up to, I think the most expensive pipe we have now is probably pushing 30 bucks, something like that um I'm, I'm smoking it's kind of rare for me i'm smoking one of our freehand pipes oh yeah that's cool. and, and i and i'm finding what i'm not enjoying about this right now is it's been so long since i've smoked it the vulcanized rubber has gotten a little oxidized oh yeah so it's got that that funk to it yeah i know so I'm, I'm about i'm about to trade trade up by trading down to a cheaper pipe here <laughs>
0: <laughs> well and that's also a cool thing too is like uh, uh, through your site, you can customize pi- like the pipes yeah. in 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 a certain amount of ways, where you can pick, you know, if you want a bent or straight, if you want a, a amber stem or a you know a upgraded stem or a basic stem, and all that stuff, which is like it's it's pretty cool. Like it makes it makes a corn cob pipe super cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. And that and that is really we we figured if we were going to do this, we needed to serve us the heck out of our customers. I'm super picky about these pipes because I figure that you you never know the next pipe you ship may be somebody's first corn cob pipe, and they may already be reluctant and looking for a reason to not like it. Yeah, that you know the quality is bad or something like that. So we're we're pretty picky about them, and then we welcome people uh, to contact us because you know a lot of what happens in a corn cob is completely hidden from view until you smoke it for a while yeah so if somebody has a problem with it, just you know let us know. we'll take care of it. but being able to uh, sit on it, I yeah. think is part of the fun,
0: yeah, for sure um what's what's the history of corn cob pipes? I always wondered like mm. how does that how does somebody look at a corn cob and go, i'm gonna first of all say, I'm gonna make something out of that, <laughs> and then, oh, a pipe would be perfect to be made out of that. Little rind or whatever it's called. <laughs> it's a cob, right. but it looks like a rind, basically.
1: So you're you're in California. Yeah, you're in California where people have been smoking out of unusual objects for years now. <laughs> it's <right>? true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, not me, but I I know I have known many people that do.
1: <laughs> yes. All right. So um, I think by the time the the founder of the Missouri Meerschaum, uh Pipe Company back in the 1860s. He was approached by a farmer who had some corn cobs, and, and this gentleman was a wood turner from Germany, an immigrant. And he was approached by this farmer who asked him, can you turn these? Can you make a unique shape from these corn cobs? And, and what I've learned about this is that, that people have been smoking out of corn cob pipes for many, many years before this guy started making them commercially. Huh. And, and so I think so tip, he would use a lathe for that. Yes, exactly. Right. And to this day, they still use lathes. Many of the shapes that we sell are hand turned individually, yeah. which was a surprise for me when we finally did get to get a tour yeah. at the factory. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. But you think about it, you know, tobacco is a new world product anyway. Yeah. And so who knows? The Native Americans who were, you know, big into maize, big into corn, they may have been smoking out of corn cobs for all we know. Yeah. Um, but but this gentleman started making them, and one of the things he found pretty early on was that they have a tendency to burn through. Oh. And especially when you're taking the time to hand turn them, you don't want them to be destroyed too easily. Yeah. So he 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 hit upon the idea of putting plaster or Paris on them, oh, wow. polishing them after that had dried, and then putting a finish on it and that was really what his patent was back in the in the 1860s was on what he called fireproof for corn cobs oh, neat. and that was that that plaster paris finish so to this day the smoother more more um tactile the more comfortable pipes that we sell yeah. have a plaster paris filler and then a, a clear finish on them wow but that's they've been made almost 150 years at the same location in Washington Missouri which wow. is pretty cool
0: and it's a uniquely american thing too cuz i mean i don't know how old briar pipes are but i think of them as kind of being very european and maybe maybe i'm wrong about that but the corn cob is like such an american thing to me i, I don't know <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, again, you know, t- tobacco was an American thing to begin with. And yeah. so I think probably the early days of the Europeans smoking them here, you think of guys like Sir Walter Raleigh, yeah. who was here in the U.S. from Europe. He was smoking in a clay pipe. Oh, wow. And you know, the, the briars, that's a root from a tree that comes out of the Mediterranean. Yeah. So that, that was not the first pipe that people were smoking out of. Yeah. So I'm interested to see. I I will say that I I actually believe that corn cobs are everyone's favorite pipe. They just may not know it yet.
0: Yeah, that that makes sense. (laughs) I I can get on board with that. Um, So, I mean, you described uh, how they're made, but um, from what I understand, corn these uh, days, or maybe these pipes, they seem rather large. So, I mean, how are they able to make... A, a pi, like a pipe that size, like something like a country gentleman, which is we talked a lot about the show, or the one you're smoking now. Um, they seem like how would you be able to carve a pipe out of that? It seems like there wouldn't be enough cob to do that.
1: Yeah, it's a good good question. In the early days, they started um, uh, crossbreeding to get the best properties of the various types of corn, and then eventually, they uh, Missouri Mearsham approached the University of Missouri to come up with a hybrid. Oh, wow. And the hybrid is made from a uh, cross pollinization of several of these old um, I suppose they call them heritage okay. seeds now, yeah, and they they end up with a cob. When you take the corn kernels off of one of their cobs, you are you are now looking at a a bear cob that's bigger than, corn on the cob so think of <laughs> picture sweet corn on the fourth of july yeah that's the size of the corn cobs wow. that they have and and they're very very woody now the the corn that's grown today for eating that the the corn cob itself is downplayed in the, in the hybriding yeah. because they're going to chop it up grind it up in the combine and dump it back in the field as fertilizer yeah. where this corn is specifically grown for the cob. Not not to say that they discard the corn, they do sell it. They use it for uh, animal feed. It's also used by a whiskey company somewhere in the Midwest.
0: Wow, that's insane. So that they yeah. have their so basic is it their special like a, their own seeds that they use to grow these or is it do, do other people use them for other uses?
1: It is their own seed. Now the seed that the, the there is a corn seed supplier who they buy the seed from. But that seed is hybrid specifically for them. So, so for example, this year, 2017, that supplier is growing several heritage blends in in a huge field. And from the cross-pollinization of those, we'll give them the seed that Missouri Meerschaum will grow in 2018. Oh, wow. And, And from that, they actually do some testing to make sure they're growing the best possible seed from that. Wow. It, it's quite fascinating what they're doing there and uh I, I never imagined that it was to make something as simple and utilitarian as a corncob pipe. Yeah. Very it's, very scientific. And
0: it's crazy to think that like this day and age when you think of a corncob pipe as like such an you know, an old, uh, something that's from a bygone era, the fact that they're producing this much and they're so popular in like 2017, that's like, it's insane to think about that. Because like just a couple of years ago, I would have thought it was a prop. The thing, it was a prop for me, but I didn't know until I found your channel how popular they are.
1: Well, and there has been a resurgence resurgence in recent years. And I think not in, in any small part due to social media. Yeah, because it did take pipe smoking kind of out of the closet, and, and so few people are smokers anyway. Yeah, and of the of the smokers in America, such a small percentage of them are even pipe smokers. So something like what twenty five percent of Americans self identify as tobacco users. Yeah, and of that, less than five percent are pipe smokers. Wow. So, of that group, how many of those folks are corn cob pipe smokers? I would say at least one hundred and ten percent of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. but but, but we're uh, we're on YouTube and we're connecting with one another through social media. So I think that, That has raised awareness for sure. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, Tell me a little bit about uh, International Corn Cob Pipe Month and how (laughs) that started. Because, I mean, that's right now. We're in it right now, right?
1: (laughs) That's right. The month of November. (laughs) A couple years ago, uh, just looking for a way to kind of promote corn cob pipe smoking, we hit upon the... I keep saying we. It's my wife and I. My (laughs) wife, Jandy, is so actively involved in our business um, I travel for my day job as a, as a corporate trainer. And so somebody's got to receive the orders yeah. and process and ship them. And uh, my, my bride, Jandy, is uh, really the brains behind this operation. Wow. So great. Um, International Corn Cop Pipe Month came up a couple years ago as a way of just sort of promoting and also to give back. Because what we've done in each year is given discounts for people who are going to participate in the contest Shooting a video on their channel—that's the other thing. A lot of a lot of new YouTubers are struggling for content. Yeah. You know, they'll sit there and just stare at their camera and one wonder, what am I going to talk about? Yeah. So I give I give them a prompt every year and say, here, in this case, 2017, go someplace interesting in your area, someplace historic, light up your favorite corn cob pipe, and tell us about what you're what you're standing in front of.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, like I say, it's been kind of fun over the years to see. Uh, These folks that maybe are otherwise kind of camera shy, turning their camera on. And and, and the video is not about the corncob pipe. The video was about something interesting in their neck of the woods.
0: That's super cool. And I like that you're giving people prompts because there's so many YouTubers that you can tell they just turn on the camera and didn't know what they were going to talk about. And you're like, this is so boring like you just have (laughs) have an outline at least if you're gonna turn on the camera
1: (laughs) that's a great idea i was thinking about doing that
0: (laughs) (laughs) well like with your videos i never like i feel like there's always a there's always a purpose when you like i'd see the title and i know what the video is going to be about and you know i i I, I, you you're very comfortable in front of the camera despite what you said about being you know terrified of the red blinking light before um, and so it's just, it's easy. Like, it feels like I'm watching a friend, you know?
1: Well, thank you. Uh, it, it is far more comfortable now, but I still have those moments where I, I just, I'm afraid to, to start the process. And you know what the nice thing about it is there's a delete button, <laughs> you, true, know? So, you know? So. If you record something or, you know, for example, you might have a coughing fit while you're trying to record something. You can delete that.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Um, But we might not delete it. We just might put it in there to mess with John. We'll see. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, um how should one get started pipe smoking? Is there a specific pipe, uh, a corn cob pipe, that you recommend, in a specific blend, or what, how would if somebody that's totally new that hasn't done it before, which is a lot of our listeners, some of them do smoke, but for somebody that's it's it's the first time, what what should they do?
1: Yeah, okay. First, first thing, I, of course, I do recommend corn cob pipes, and, and not because I want you to buy them for me. Go go to your local tobacconist, and hopefully, you have a legitimate. Tobacconist. You can tell when you walk in the store if the pipes are predominantly made of glass. <laughs> you are not a legitimate tobacconist. and more often than not now they are cigars and tobacco is what you're going to find.
3: Yeah.
1: And uh, and and buy a corn cob pipe. Or, or of course you could buy it from me, but I want you to get connected to your local tobacconist because they'll guide you through their more popular tobacco blends. Yeah. And don't spend a fortune on the pipe. Practice a little while packing and lighting and smoking the pipe. And the beauty of a Missouri Meerschaum corn cob pipe is the fact that you do have a pipe that's going to last you a while. Yeah. So you want to avoid Chinese corn cobs. There are Chinese corn cobs out there, um, and they by law have to say "made in China" on the bottom. And if they don't say "made in China," um, but they don't. If they don't have a sticker on the bottom that says Missouri Meerschaum, just walk away. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, this is the company or the the country that that put uh, melamine in children's uh, formula, and I mm. don't think we want to be smoking out of a corn cob that maybe was made with uh, uh, g- genetic. Uh, what do they call that? Uh, GMOs. Oh yeah. Genetic modified.
0: Or lined with asbestos or something.
1: <laughs> you, you just, you don't know. And they're pretty cheap, pretty yeah. cheap quality. Um, if you ask your local tobacconist, what is your most popular aromatic tobacco? Yeah. They will point to one. It probably has a store name to it. Um, you know, we call this uh, Benjamin's Secret <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's Lane 1Q. Yeah. Lane 1Q is the most popular aromatic tobacco sold in America. It's sold... In bulk through tobacconists. In the company Lane is the company who owns Captain Black. Okay. So you know Captain Black—that's a tobacco that that our our grandpas all smoked. Yeah, you can get um, it everywhere. or used to yeah be able to. I would suggest avoiding Captain Black if you can get yourself some Lane One Q because the stuff that they sell to go on the on the drugstore shelf has uh, chemicals in it that are designed to keep it moist. Ugh. And they don't, they don't do that with the bulk blends that they sell to the tobacconist. Okay. And then you'll find out. You'll, if you think, gosh, this is just cloyingly sweet, yeah. then work your way through their English blends or some of the, the um, uh, Oriental blends. There's all these different methods of processing tobacco that gives it a unique taste. Yeah. And uh, that's half of the fun, I think is uh, exploring and finding a tobacco or a variety of tobaccos that fits your taste. Yeah, And what what do you prefer to smoke?
0: I I generally, uh, like you, I like Lane 1Q. And I don't really get into Englishes that much, but I do like um, uh, Frog Morton uh, Cellar. Mm-hmm. Which is and then there's this one I, I don't know what I know it's uh it's sold in bulk at this tobacconist in Texas whenever I'm back visiting family it's called uh, Aristocrat and I think it's pretty much it's like Lane One Q with a little more
1: vanilla in it
0: so <laughs>
1: hmm. okay well you know Lane Lane is kind of a little bit like um, oh gosh forgive this comparison it's like Taco Bell. Yeah. Right. Where Taco Bell, they've got some beans and they've got some some chi- some chicken and some steak and some beef, and they mix it in different combinations in different tortillas. Yeah. Lane has got some of their blending tobaccos that they mix, and you'll find Lane BCA is their uh, black Cavendish.
0: Oh yeah. I love and some
1: that. of that black Cavendish is in Lane One Q, okay. for example. Um, and, and so again, if you kind of smoke your way through some of those lane blends,
3: yeah.
1: the tobacconists, those, they'll guide you to what the more popular tobaccos are. And the advantage of that is just the economy of scale. You don't want to buy the tobacco. No one else buys. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be more expensive and it, it may be very dry or very moist. Yeah. You want to buy the stuff that's constantly going out the door at the yeah. local tobacconist. Yeah. And you can buy these online as well. Yeah.
0: And one of the ones that I enjoy, I, li- I like uh, the ones that I've tried of McClelland, I've enjoyed uh, quite a bit, but there's this one that they come out every year called Holiday Spirit. And that's like, I really like that, but it goes so quickly. I can never order it in time yeah. before. <laughs> it's like I get one tin a year and then I want to order another one. And it's like, ah, it's not, I won't be able to get it till next year. So that's the one thing, uh, too, is you, they're in limited quantities, a lot of these small tobacco companies.
1: Yeah, there's a tobacconist in Cincinnati uh, called Strauss Tobacconist. They oh, yeah, have a yeah. location in Covington, Kentucky as well. Yeah. And every Christmas, actually every Thanksgiving, they come out with a blend called Wenceslaus. Oh, really? And it's available until it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, as soon as they're done, they then switch over and make another blend that's called, I think it's called Resolution. (laughs) And that's available from Christmas till it's gone. And it's actually the same flavorings, the same toppings or uh, casings as Wenceslas, but the. Burley in it. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, wow. Um, And.
1: and if you buy a couple ounces you better buy eight because if you like you'll get it again until next year <laughs>
0: yeah and there's there's uh what's the company that uh does like Penzants and all that stuff they're like i forget what but they're they're like just a, a group of old guys that blend tobacco and when it's gone it's gone and most places will give you a limit on how much you can buy if they have it in stock
1: yeah. You've just, uh, uh, you've asked me too quick and those are <laughs> tobaccos that those tend to be English and they're much stronger than what I prefer. Yeah. So while I've, tr- I've tried it, I've had folks that have sent me samples of it. Oh, you got to try this. Yeah. Um, it's, it's too much for me. Um, if I was smoking all day long and by the end of the day, my, my tongue is not picking up even the most subtle or, or uh, the harshest flavors, then maybe I would be smoking. I don't know if you know that yeah your late night tobaccos right like nightcap yeah. they're very strong they're oh, yeah. the strongest tobaccos that a pipe smoker would smoke in the day yeah um, I don't smoke my pipe throughout the day for the most part I'll get a couple bowls in at best yeah in a day and uh, so I don't I don't move through the the harsher tobaccos myself yeah.
0: it'll knock you I mean the first time I ever smoked it I got I got lightheaded cuz I was smoking too fast. Um and there was one that's not um it's not Nightcap but it's by the same company it's called Royal Yacht, I think it's called. Oh, yes, and I've that had one that too. knocked me over. when my brother uh bought it li- like two Christmases ago and we were both smoking it and I got up when we were done and I was like loopy, like just falling yes.
1: around. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, that's another good point. Let's go back to that new pipe smoker. Yeah. Typically, pipe smokers don't inhale. No. But that doesn't mean you're not getting nicotine. You certainly are. You're getting nicotine through through your mouth or, or your tongue. Um, I retrohale. So I exhale from my mouth out my sinuses. Okay. And that picks up some more. That, that's To me, that's about the best way to taste tobacco because our tastes are so interconnected with our, our, our olfactory. Yeah. Um, what do they call that? Anyway, um, if I don't retrohale, I don't really truly taste the tobacco. Yeah. And uh, but don't inhale this stuff. And boy, if you're inhaling something like Nightcap, you're done. You're done for the <laughs> night. You know it.
2: I'm trying to figure out how to inhale from the mouth and exhale through the nose
1: without it going down into my lungs. Mm-hmm. You, okay, good. That's a good point. You you release the air from your mouth as you are exhaling, so the air is coming out of your lungs and and heading out to your nose. All right, and you are then exhaling out through your lungs. You can push that out through your sides. Uh, a lot of folks say it just is impossible. It takes practice. Yeah, Um, but it's it's worth it. The the day that you get it, you'll you will really feel like you've accomplished something because you have.
0: Yeah, and I actually learned how to do it from one of your videos, and I agree. You do you Mm. do get more of the aromatics that way, and you could it's definitely a you get the full taste of it all. Um, Yep, and yeah, it's and it it. People always get freaked out when you do it, though, when they see it coming out your nose. Like,
1: what the heck? <laughs> well, they they assume that you're inhaling. Yeah. Well, how can you possibly be blowing smoke out of your nose without inhaling? You can do it. If I inhale, if I inhale a lung, my lungs full of tobacco, I'm finished for the night. I can't take it. It's just too much for me. Um, but again, it's sort of the beauty of being a pipe smoker. I can put my pipe down, as I did when I went out to California. I was gone for eight days. I had tobacco and pipes with me and never had a chance to light up. And it wasn't a big deal Yeah. where, you know, a cigarette smoker's not going to make it a day no. because they're inhaling.
0: Not even an hour sometimes, depending on how yeah,
1: addicted. That's, they are.
0: But yeah, that's, that's true. That's, um, yeah, it's funny because I, I have asthma and I mm. smoke a pipe and I've never inhaled in my lungs. Um, and it's different being around cigarette smoke. I'm actually allergic to the chemicals in a lot of, mm. uh, of, of cigarette tobacco or the paper or whatever it is where I start sneezing the back of my throat, itches when I have friends around that are smoking cigarettes. I never have gotten that with uh, pipe tobacco ever. So, mm. there's definitely a difference well, there
1: <laughs> well yeah and again if if somebody has a bad experience with a tobacco let's again go back to that person who's smoking for the first time don't blame tobacco it may very well be that the blend you've chosen has got a lot of additional flavoring or or uh, uh, you know chemicals in it there's the advantage of going with an English blend an English blend doesn't have to be coarse or, or harsh uh, it's those are are for the most part, all natural tobacco flavors and, yeah. and they're getting those various flavors by fermenting and aging and, and and mixing different tobaccos together to get to get all those different flavors yeah um, there are some tobaccos there's one in particular that's made down in uh, Louisiana they actually ferment it in whiskey barrels. Oh. And that stuff is nasty. If you happen to be in the room when they're popping the lid on that barrel, you don't ever want to smoke it, <laughs> but they put little teeny bits of this. And this is, uh, there's, it's Perique little teeny bits of it into tobacco. And they consider that a, um, a condiment tobacco. You wouldn't want to smoke a whole bowl full of it, but a little bit of it in tobacco is interesting. And as you smoke it, you'll think what is in this?
0: Yeah.
1: What is in this? like eating a you know a good burger that has an interesting aioli yeah right which is a fancy name for mayonnaise with stuff in it <laughs> it's true and it's this it's the stuff you find out oh there's truffle in the mayonnaise
0: yeah or or yeah. there's ketchup in that i never knew <laughs> was that, i think that was this uh, what was it fast times at richmond high when they're <laughs> working in the burger joint they're like what's the secret sauce and he's like mayonnaise and ketchup like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it's it's really fascinating i mean you could get into really get into trying everything and it's 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 cool to see the artistry behind it not only in um even the the corn cobs every single one is you is unique and different even if it's the same model because they're all made from a natural material um and then every tobacco is different. It's like, it really is. There's, it's a, it's a lost art form. And I, it gets uh, rolled in with all the bad tobacco stuff, like cigarettes and all that junk.
1: <laughs> You're exactly right. So uh, speaking of tasting different tobacco, every December, my son and I, 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 I'm assuming, you know, that he and I have a channel as well. Yes, I do. Mark yes. W- I've watched it. Okay. Before. Markwood, Markwood men's breakfast club. Yeah. And, and, uh, every Christmas for the last, I want to say five years, we've had um, our viewers send us a very small sample of their favorite tobacco, and we'll smoke that as we count down to Christmas. So beginning December first to Christmas, we call it tobacco Advent, <laughs> which I know that the the real Advent calendar doesn't doesn't follow that calendar, but we do, and so we we'll smoke twenty five different tobaccos. In the month of December, which is amazing to me that every year we end up having at least twenty of the twenty-five is something we've never had. Oh, wow. Where all this stuff comes from is amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, but but we're we're looking forward to that. Now last year we made the mistake. We thought maybe we were asking too much by asking people to send us their favorite. So we said, send us your least favorite tobacco. <laughs> that stuff that <laughs> that you put in your sock drawer, hoping it would get better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we were a couple days into it when we decided to change gears and go back to our normal format because we were getting comments from people saying, I'm not enjoying this, watching you guys suffer through <laughs> this nasty tobacco. And I, boy, am I so thankful that they said that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you could do one month, uh, one advent where you do the everyone's favorite and everyone's least favorite and just <laughs> one of you does uh-huh. the other. And it's like a Russian roulette—you don't know which one, who's going to get which one.
1: Oh, it's it's bad <laughs> enough anyway because you know these folks know that I tend to smoke aromatics, yeah. and so they sneak in some of the stuff that's just oh, it's so bad. I don't know how these guys smoke it, but uh, yeah. we smoke it.
0: I'm that way too. I tend to like aromatics more too. I just, I, it's more enjoyable to me. And I, I say just smoke what you like. Who cares what some other yeah. pompous idiot's going to say is a true pipe tobacco, but it's also what people think of when they think of like their grandfather smoking a pipe that kind of, you know, vanilla kind of smell yep. in the air, a cherry or whatever it is that he smoked. It's like, I don't remember ever smelling any English blends at back in the, not to, not to knock them, but that's what, what I don't remember. I remember the aromatics always.
1: I remember, um, a brother-in-law that I had, he wasn't a brother-in-law for long. Um, he smoked some English blends and it almost turned me off the pipe smoking. <laughs> and, and he was one of those pompous guys that, you know, uh, would, would judge you if you were smoking an aromatic. Oh, no! And, um, it, it's, I'm with you. Smoke what you enjoy. Smoke the kind of pipe you want. You can get what what, what the folks in the YouTube pipe community refer to as uh, pipe acquisition disorder <laughs> yeah. or tobacco a- acquisition disorder, because you can get, if you want, you can get completely obsessed with the hobby of hunting down a particular brand or shape or style of pipe. Yeah. Or the same thing can happen with tobacco. There's some really interesting yet rare tobaccos on the market. Yeah. And that's, that's the other great thing about getting involved in a community, even a virtual community community is there may be something in your neck of the woods that's unique that you can share with other folks. And in return, they'll share something with you. Like there are, there are some tobaccos up in, uh, in Canada, although they cost like $700 an ounce, John, is that what you guys are paying? <laughs> About that. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) The first tobacco he bought, they sold him a Virginia blend, and it was like $30 for a tin. And I was like, first of all, you don't want to start with that, and that's ridiculous. Why do you spend that much? He's like, oh, it's just the way the government grunts things here.
2: (laughs) It's all we have. And the bad thing is you walk in, and everything, because of the laws, everything's covered up with black cardboard. So you walk in, and you can't see anything. So you don't have the experience of, you know, seeing all the different varieties, the different pipes. It's yeah. just a, a wall of black cardboard everywhere. Yeah you have and they ask and for something specific and then they go and find it behind the cardboard for you. They make it and they like give you
1: your... the and the labels covered with some some nasty picture of somebody with some gum disease or something. <laughs> yeah. On oh, the cigarette it packages, just... yeah, but not not on the on the pipe tobacco tin. It's, it's luckily. Like, uh, it's <laughs> like
0: you're going to a Triple X video store. They're trying to make it so <laughs> shameful for you to buy tobacco.
2: <laughs> but even there you get to look at the boxes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go through, uh, like when you were a kid and you went through the swinging doors at the <laughs> back of the
1: blockbuster. No, that's that's, right. that's hilarious. Yeah, what's going on back here? Yeah,
0: <laughs> why does it look like a western set? Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, well I, I bought I bought five pounds of Lane One Q a couple years ago. Yeah, and put it into uh, mason jars to seller it for a few years to see. To see if it would improve the flavors, people were saying that you can't really age an aromatic and that there's no point in doing it. But I also was concerned about what was happening with our taxes here. Yeah. And the comments from folks outside of the U.S. on how opulent that was to have five pounds or something, I think I paid something like $120 total for the five pounds and got free shipping. Oh, Wow. Now, what would five pounds of tobacco cost you, John? Even Lane 1Q? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. An arm and a leg, at least. He's
0: never been a math
1: guy.
2: (laughs) 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 I I don't know how much is in a tin, so it's hard for me to gauge.
0: Usually like 1.75 ounces, I think, or some two-ish. Yeah,
2: call, call, call it two ounces. Okay, and what is that in metric?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, All right, well, you're never gonna figure 2. this. Two point two pounds per kilogram. Oh,
2: okay. Right. Uh, oh my gosh,
1: yeah, that's still math. So one kilogram
0: is like what? Half okay, a so pound? let's say
1: let's say that a, a a pound of tobacco would be eight tins, right? So eight times five, you got forty tins. Forty tins times
2: thirty bucks. So you're looking at uh a
1: million dollars. Sixteen hundred dollars? Yeah. Is that that's, right? That's Canadian, right? Yeah, that's um, that's right. That's, <laughs> what, what it's I, like 120 bucks US, right? But
0: what I want to <laughs> know is, is do these tobacco taxes do they actually prevent people that are because like I was talking with this I, I, at the I, I'm part of the LA Pipe Club. I was there yesterday and um we were talking about this where Where people people that are pipe pipe smokers, they're seeking it out. It's not like it's like an impulse buy at a gas station register or whatever. Like you're not preventing the people that are going to do this anyway. They think it's. I guess it prevents kids from buying cigarettes and stuff. But why rope in the pipes and cigars and stuff into that anyway? Because kids aren't going after that stuff. They don't have the money for it.
1: (laughs) Right. Oh, we don't have time for FDA deeming talk, do we? <laughs> If you want to. I
0: mean, we can talk whatever you want to talk about.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, a couple of years ago, it was uh, a, a big tax was put on all tobacco, and, and they said it was to help to pay and offset uh, the cost of kids' health care. Now, there has never been a dollar set aside in 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 our tax dollars that – that has ever been given back to us, right? They're going to spend that. So let's say mm-hmm. that you solve all child illness. They're never going to give us that tax money back, right? No. They're never going to take that off of the tobacco. And with the FDA deeming, they are straight up and honest about it. The reason we're doing this is we want to put this industry out of business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is ironic because at the same time that they're telling the public, we're doing this to raise money. Yeah if they want to put it out of business, then where are they going to get the money? Oh, that's right. They're going to tabac. They're going to, they're going to tax your favorite hobby. Yeah. Right. So all those folks that think this is wonderful, just go ahead and tax tobacco out of existence. Yeah. Then the donut tax will be next or the, yeah. the diet Coke. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's going to be whatever, whatever they want it to be. I guess it's just, I don't know. It's still a free country Let people do what they want. And you know, I've, if you, if if I can understand like with with cigarettes and stuff how that affects healthcare and stuff and if you're buying healthcare they should know if you smoke cigarettes because that's that's a risky that's a risk they're taking on but I, I yeah. don't know just like like let them deal with it don't tax people's hobby yeah, I don't know it's weird my favorite
2: uh, was... new one up I'm sorry my my favorite new tax up here it came in a few years ago is called the car tax so if you simply own a car. You have
1: an extra tax every year.
0: Oh, <laughs> you got to get out of there, John. That's terrible. Oh, man! <laughs>
2: you
1: can obviously afford it because you've got
2: a car. <laughs> well, well, luckily, I'm in the suburbs, so I'm not hit with that one
1: yet, but I'm sure
2: it's going to come this way. Oh, gosh. <laughs>
1: well, I was in California a couple years back, and I lit up a cigar on Manhattan Beach at 1030 at night. Oh, yeah. And I, I had a police officer shoo me off the beach saying that that was illegal. He went on to say that it would be illegal to throw a football or a, a Frisbee on the beach as well. Really? Now, at the same time, wafting through the air was the smell of marijuana oh, yeah. everywhere in that area at <laughs> that time of night. And that is that is praised. It's celebrated out yeah. there. But yet my tobacco is at 1030 at night. There's no kids out there on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's wrong. That's forbidden.
0: Well, it's like, what I I hate about the marijuana stuff is like, is I'm always, I feel like I'm always being lied to by it. I have never smoked it. I don't smoke it. But, um, they always try to say, oh, this is a cure-all, or this will cure cancer and all that stuff. That's why it should be legal. But all the people that want it to be legal are not people that are doing doing it for, like, health reasons. I mean, it's already legal for health reasons, and I don't, e- I- I don't even believe necessarily the science behind that. But just say, this is what you want to do because you want to get high, and you think it's a free country, you want to do that, whatever – but don't lie to me and say it's like some cure all, right. and that's that's what bothers me is the dishonesty behind all of that. I don't know.
1: It's <laughs> like the occasional uh, uh, panhandler that'll have the cardboard sign that says he needs five bucks for beer. Yeah, you want to give the guy <laughs> something, you know, at least be up front honest
0: yeah. about it. I know. Yeah. Oh man. Uh. Yeah. That's crazy. Um. So y- you, uh, I've seen some of your videos. You talk about how you, you're into woodworking. I'd like to talk a little bit about that because uh, John here is obsessed with lathes in uh, the, <laughs> the last few episodes. He keeps bringing it up. I think uh, he's wanting to get into this hobby soon.
2: <laughs> well, the way I see it, it, it's kind of the gateway drug into woodworking because it it's it's a relatively simple setup. And if you have the proper tools, you can make something really nice
1: really quickly. Yeah, you know what? I, I almost want to show you my T-shirt. My my T-shirt says uh, "Bacon is the gateway meat." <laughs> <So> it's really, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's really neat because the wood lathe is one of the few tools that you can go with a piece of wood to the lathe and walk away with a finished project. Wow! And you know, it, it's also it was one of the first powered tools ever made, and it's the only power tool where the wood is powered and you the operator is holding the cutter Hmm. and and i suspect that that's because um, after they made the first lathe someone said let's not do that again (laughs) 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 i I love turning it's a lot of fun it's very rewarding it at some point though you you have to come up with projects that incorporate the turnings because you can only have so many bowls and Mm-hmm. and vases and ballpoint pens <laughs> littering your house, <laughs> and so you got to start making making tables and and chairs and staircases, and there, there's nothing wrong with any of that. Yeah, but uh, to me, that's where things get real challenging. When you're turning, you know, a number of spindles that will be side by side by side, and they need to match each other. Yeah. That's where the real challenge comes in. It's like cutting hand cut dovetails. Oh yeah, you, know, you want them to look as good as you can, and that's a lifetime. A practice yeah and the, mm-hmm. you, you, know, you got to start now the first the first thing you turn get that out of the way um, and uh, keep turning yeah, it's a lot of fun.
0: Have you ever done That's any... a
1: great t-shirt slogan <laughs> keep turning
0: keep turning. <laughs> um have you tried to make any corn cob pipes uh, yourself on a on a lathe or on any or any sort of uh, like I, I guess, crafting have, like i
1: have I have turned one corncob pipe ever. And that was at the Missouri Mirsham factory. We were, oh, we were wow. touring. That's actually on a video on oh, YouTube. Wow. And, um, the, the guy was using a lathe, like one of the lathes I own. And I was kind of surprised to see that there. And, um, they said, you want to turn one? <laughs> it didn't have to clarify. I was grabbing the chisel from the guy <laughs> and uh, his name is Bob. Bob had been turning there for years, and uh, yeah, almost every pipe that comes out of their their higher end lines, yeah, you know anything, let's say in about the ten dollar price range and up, yeah, those are all hand turned, and and Bob is doing the the fair share of that turning. Oh wow! And uh, yes, I, I just have made that one. Um, you know, when you, when you talk about something that's going to take you some time to do. I'm not going to turn something that at the end of all that process, it's worth 10 bucks. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not turn something, you know, you turn a, a bowl or a platter or something like that. They can be worth hundreds of dollars when you're done. Yeah. And to me, that's a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um,
1: you could just sell them in Canada for that
2: price.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's true.
2: That's, that's true. a good idea. Actually, yeah, hundred
0: dollar corn cobs. Um, <laughs> what
1: a deal! <laughs> what a deal! Um, but hey, means- there is there is a Canadian making hundred dollar corn cobs. Really? Um, yeah. Check out uh, Ricardo Santia. Okay. Ricardo Santia buys corn cobs from Missouri Meerschaum. and then he it is he's a Canadian. And he makes these beautiful custom pipes. We sold them for a while while he was getting his business launched. And now he has his own website and uh, they're, they're coming out of Canada.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And you guys have a, a contest too every year, right? Where people kind of make their own version <laughs> of corn cobs and send them in.
1: Well, uh, yes we do. We, we call that the cob foolery contest. Oh, wow. uh, we started noticing that people were modifying corn cob pipes. They were, Maybe, maybe matching up a pipe stem from a pipe that, that they had that they really liked and making that work with their corn cob pipe mm-hmm. or adding a different finish or doing something. And, and I like the idea. Folks were sending me pictures. And so we hit on the idea to just let's have a contest. Yeah. And the first year I had them send them to me. And then in that first year, I had people from around the world saying, I'd love to get in on this, but no way can I get my pipe to you. Quick enough. Yeah. So for the last several years, it's just been virtual. I've had them shoot a video with their pipe. Okay. And um, so, yeah, we call that the Cobb Foolery Contest. And then this year, we added a new category that we're calling the um, homegrown Cobb Foolery. Uh, Missouri Meersham supplied us with a bunch of their seed corn, oh. which is something that they, in their entire history, they can't remember ever making their seed available outside of their company. Wow! But we 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 sold those in packages of ten seeds, and the pieces and parts to make a couple pipes. Oh wow! And in 2018, April 2018, the people that grew them in 2017 will be competing with the finished pipes. Oh wow! In home homegrown category.
0: That's crazy. I'm a,
1: I'm had a couple of contests throughout the growing season, like the tallest, the tallest plant, and so on. Oh wow! tallest one was over 13 feet tall
0: oh wow is it hard to grow <laughs> corn like that like do you need like is it? can you just do it in a regular garden or how's how does that work
1: it's not difficult but there are some things you have to follow like it, they don't get planted very deep oh, no. and you have to plant a number of them because they're susceptible to being blown over oh. and so you need several of them to kind of act as a windbreak they work as a team
3: okay that makes to,
1: sense. Uh, to to support each other and the one thing I didn't realize is it's really easy to overwater them. Oh. And a lot of people, they're anxious. They'll go out there and they'll water them every day. They, they actually prefer to be like almost on the edge of, uh, of, of being dried out. Oh, wow. The, and that's how they, they grow best. Wow. So, insane. No, not, not, that, not that complicated. I didn't realize all those things. And I interviewed the general manager of Missouri Meerschaum, again, on a video on YouTube, yeah. uh, Phil Morgan. Oh, yeah. Sat with me on a Skype conversation and picked his brain before we launched the uh, Cobb Foolery Contest this year.
0: Oh, wow. That's awesome. I'll put the links to these uh, these videos you've mentioned in the show notes. Um, Great. Well, yeah, Thanks for coming on, Scott. How can people uh, can find you if they want to... They wanna, they wanna find you, and they wanna get some corn pipes. Here's the plug time.
1: <laughs> okay, well, okay, it, uh, they can jump onto their favorite social media and search Aristocob.
3: Okay,
1: <laughs> so I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, uh, I'm, I, I dangle around a little bit on, um, on. Uh, um, see, so I can't even think of it. I'm there so rarely.
0: <laughs> Are you Twitter, on Pinterest? Re-
1: re- Reddit, Pinterest, uh, Twitter. I was on Periscope for a short time. Oh yeah, there you go. Myspace. My- <laughs> uh, I still have my Myspace. <laughs> that was, uh, that was Mr. Homer is what I was on, on Myspace, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but, uh, YouTube, Aristocob. A r i s t o c o b. I tend to say Aristocob. Yeah. But it's Aristocob.
0: Yeah, that just sounds and, silly.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know aristocob what? Aristocob sounds U-R-L. right. I own Aristocob and aristocob.com. Oh, Either yeah. one of them will get you to my website. Oh, that's a, that's, a, that's <laughs> smart. Uh, and if you and if you go to uh, mywieneryourmouth.com, that's the Markwood Men's Breakfast Club channel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I hope this is a cobfoolery joke. Or an, a no, it's, le- it's
1: legit. <laughs> it, it, it almost doesn't matter how you spell wiener because my son misspelled it the first time he bought the URL. <laughs> So since I I before E except after Wiener. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how, that's
0: how I'm going to teach my kids in the future. No. <laughs>
3: well,
1: thanks. <laughs>
0: uh, thanks, again, Scott, and we got to have you on again in the future. Maybe the, during the Cop Foolery Month, it'd be fun yeah. to. Oh, see
1: that would that would be cool. I, I appreciate the time, and uh, you know, ha- happy pipe smoking to all you guys who may be listening and gals. It's uh, it's a great community. If you're not if you're not involved like I say in a, in a, in an actual pipe club join us on YouTube we'd be happy to have you there
0: all right hello right, let's go to a quick break and we'll be back again now this segment is brought to you by audible.com now for those of you who already listen to podcasts, you probably already know about audible.com. And maybe you've tried it or maybe you haven't, but here's a good opportunity for you to try audible.com for free and help support the Gentleman Scofflaw podcast. So if you go to audibletrial.com slash gentscofflaw, you could sign up for a whole month for free, get your free audiobook. And uh, that, that helps support us. That affiliate link helps support the show. So if you like listening to podcasts, you probably uh, you probably like listening to audiobooks. It's pretty much the same thing, except, you know, probably something a little bit smarter and, and a little more life-affirming uh, than uh, what you listen to on the Gentleman's Golf Club podcast. Sorry, um, <laughs> but you can listen to all sorts of books. I recommend... Uh, the Art of Manliness by Brett McKay. Uh, you could that, you can get that for free as as your, as your free trial. You can really download any book you want to on there. So, go to audibletrialcom scofflaw. There are tens of thousands of titles. I mean, why not uh, why not get some knowledge in you, right? Right? I mean, I mean, if you're, you know, you're driving driving to work, you know, why get mad in traffic? Why do that, right? Why why not just listen to something that fills your brain you know fills your brain and your soul or you know uh, maybe you're you're mowing the lawn right that's not fun to do mowing the lawn is not fun at all right but if you're if you're listening to an audiobook you're like ah oh, this is not not so bad I can do this at least I'm uh, at least I'm learning something or at least I'm being entertained right so you know audibletrialcom scofflaw and uh, sign up today and uh you know tweet at us let us know what book you get because uh, i'm always always looking for new uh, book recommendations all right now back to the show All right, um, I like that, Scott. He's a great guest. I've been uh, following yeah. him for a while. It was great to have him on and uh, enjoy the rest of your Thanksgiving week and your uh, corn Cob International Corn Cob Pipe month. I mean, you got a, a week
4: left yeah. to enjoy your corn Cob pipe. You got a week left to grow a mustache and enjoy your corncob pipe.
0: That's true. I can't believe we didn't do a single thing for Movember this month. That's, that's just a shame. I feel like it's
4: kind of old hat, isn't old it? Old hat. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess don't, it I don't is know. kind of old hat. I never really was on board with Movember.
0: Uh, John, I know you're sick, but if people want to support the show, how can they do that?
4: Well, <laughs> um,
2: there's a variety of ways that they can yeah. do what you just said. <laughs> And one of them is... Uh, <laughs>
4: God, you're so loopy, John. I am so worried that John is going to die right here on podcast.
2: The, the, the um, podcast.
4: Yes. Wait, are you okay? <laughs> are you, are you <laughs> okay? okay? Are you, did you, <laughs> are you, just are you of, having a little seizure? <laughs> are you having a little seizure? They do happen when I get tired. Oh, oh, bummer, man. All right, well, maybe maybe we uh, should just close. Maybe I can close this one out with Jordan right. and you can get some rest. All right, you, you're
0: going to get some rest
2: Jeez. there, God.
4: I am so sorry.
2: That's okay. I'm used to it.
3: That sucks.
0: Right, um, that was a great interview with Scott of Aristocob. I I like Scott. I feel like he's a friend because I've watched him. He's he taught me how to smoke a pipe, basically, yeah. in his videos. Yeah, um, and John is. Um, He's not feeling too well, so he, yeah. as you heard earlier in the interview, he was coughing, It's so he had to take he off.
4: He literally dropped dead during the interview, <laughs> we're, so we're watching paramedics try to resuscitate him yeah. right now, while we're selfishly plugging We're everything. looking for
0: a replacement right now. Yeah. Um, Coming up. Maybe that maybe
4: that Black Friday guy. Maybe. He <laughs> uh,
0: seems to
4: have a lot of time on his hands. He only dedicates himself to one day out of the year.
0: Uh, you know what we got to talk about here? Is our um, Christmas special coming up on mm. December twenty second? Yes. Um, we have quite the little uh, little special plan. It'll probably be about a three hour special with a bunch of surprise guests, mm. some of mm. our favorites throughout the year, and a massive giveaway of a bunch of our merch. Which you can, uh, if you want to buy some, you can purchase them at uh, gentlemenscawfaw com. Um, and um, all through the month of December. Um. If you join us on Patreon, all the proceeds from our Christmas special are going to go to Operation Homefront, which, if you don't know about Operation Homefront, they do great things for the military and their families this time of year uh, when they need the help. And um, you can see exactly where your money's going when we when when you donate, which is super cool. Uh, I know. So join us on Patreon. You'll get all these extras. A lot of these things are starting in the new year, and if we get we get a, through this Christmas drive, we get a lot of a lot of uh supporters on patreon we'll be able to get this thing launched this new uh movie review podcast and some of the extras we've got in there in uh wait you know
4: waiting 2018 it's 2018. the
0: year of the scofflaw uh so donovan you have a good uh good thanksgiving and back black friday
4: <laughs> black black friday yeah black friday well, gosh you sound like somebody i know or at least i, I met recently well and i will say uh, a good Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving, yeah, you too. and happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. Yeah, it is indeed a time to. And be don't thankful.
0: forget to check out some of James's deals. I mean, if you if you're looking for Christmas <laughs> gifts, it sounds like he had yeah. some great. Yeah, uh, run, really. Uh,
4: <sighs> run by run by Starbucks and see if you can <laughs> see if it's your birthday. <laughs> all right, some, some uh, you are a gentleman ever. in the skavel, my friend, and you as well. All right, you guys
0: have a great Thanksgiving. This has been the Gentleman's Scoff Law Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Visit us on the interwebs at
4: gentlemanscofflaw.com. Captain
0: says there's ice on the river.
4: We ain't getting home if we don't break through. So damn cold, I can't help but shiver. Rise
3: and shine, we
4: got work to do. Hey!